You're listening to Building Health with Dr. Melina Roberts, offering valuable information to help you lead a healthy life. Welcome, I'm Dr. Melina Roberts, and I want to go through seven supplements that can help to support your immune system. This is not medical advice that you want to be consulting with your healthcare professional before you take any supplements. So this is just a a broad recommendation. It's not a specific recommendation for you. And the other thing that I want to talk about is that though supplements can be helpful, the thing is, is that our diet is actually foundational because 80% of our immune system is housed in our gut. So we really can't supplement ourselves out of a poor diet. So diet has to be foundation. We need to be cleaning up our diet, removing those major inflammatory foods like the wheat, the cow's dairy, the sugar, the processed foods, the fried foods, the alcohol, because all of that can be inflammatory on the gut. So we wanna make sure we clean up the gut. So what we wanna be including in the diet is we wanna be having lots of different colored vegetables in our diet. We want some healthy fats and we want some clean proteins. And we wanna be cooking these ourselves so that there's no extra additives or preservatives or any sort of chemicals that are going into our foods. So this is the foundation of what we wanna be doing. And then in addition to that, we can bolster and we can modulate the immune system with supplements. Now, the first supplement I wanna talk about is vitamin C. Vitamin C is pretty interesting because we need to be taking it in from an outside source. We can't get it, our body can't make it itself. So it makes it an essential nutrient. It's water soluble, it helps to support the white blood cells in our system and specifically helps to the white blood cells to be able to kill off infectious agents that are coming into the body. And what has been shown is that if we have low amounts of vitamin C, then that makes us more susceptible to infections. So we wanna make sure that our vitamin C levels are adequate. Now the thing about vitamin C is that how much your body needs really ranges. There's times when your body just needs really just an adequate amount of vitamin C. So when your body's not fighting any sort of infection. But if your body is fighting an infection, you are sick or you have a high amount of inflammation in your system, then your body will actually go through your vitamin C a lot more and your needs of vitamin C actually go up. So one of the ways you can test this is doing something called um, taking that vitamin C to bowel tolerance. And this is something that I will frequently do if I kind of feel a cold coming on, I'll start to take Um, I'll start to up the amount of vitamin C I need. And then how I know I've reached my limit is that you got loose stools. So this is really an easy way for us to figure out how much our systems need of that vitamin C. Because you don't really need to be taking a lot more preventatively. 
um, you just need to take um, really uh, like sort of like smaller amounts. You don't have to be taking those high doses. And in terms of the type of vitamin C, there's ascorbic acid, which is your standard type of vitamin C. And then there's also liposomal vitamin C, which just helps to shift that vitamin C easily into the cells. But they've both shown to be effective. And right now I'm actually taking both types. I'm taking the ascorbic acid and I'm taking the liposomal vitamin C just to make sure that I really um, help to boost my immune system. Now the other thing that, the other supplement that we want to be incorporating or um, for a lot of people is, is important to be taking, especially when we live in Canada and we just don't get enough sunlight, is vitamin D3. Now vitamin D3, what's been shown is that if you have low levels of vitamin D3, that leaves you more susceptible to infections as well as many other chronic diseases. So we want to make sure that we have adequate amounts of vitamin D in our system. And the research is also showing that we have to make sure that vitamin D is always paired with vitamin K. And specifically, I take some vitamin K2. So you wanna make sure that those are both taken together because the vitamin D will help to properly absorb minerals and then the K makes sure that the minerals go in the right places so that we are not getting any sort of calcification of the arteries and instead those calcium, that calcium is going to the right places like our bones. So that's the reason that K always needs to be paired with the D. But making sure that our levels of D are adequate is also very important. And the other nutrient or mineral that's actually very important in terms of the immune system is zinc. Now, zinc actually plays a big role in terms of our immune system. And when we do testing for the zinc, if you have low levels of zinc, then you are again more susceptible to infections. So you wanna make sure you boost those zinc levels so that we get them up to adequate levels, that we have enough of those zinc stores in our system so that if we do come up with an infection, that then our body is able to handle it because that's helping with those white blood cells in that immune system. What's also shown is that when zinc can move intracellular, so when it can move into the cells, and we'd have to have adequate amounts of zinc in order to be able to move that zinc intracellular, but when it moves intracellular, then it can stop the replication of viruses, which can play a very important role. So we want to make sure that we actually have some adequate amounts of zinc in our system. Another amino acid that can actually be quite beneficial for our systems is called NAC, N-acetylcysteine. And the N-acetylcysteine plays a, a number of different roles in the body. Um, one of them is, is that it's a precursor to glutathione, so it helps with detoxification pathways. But it also is a mucolytic, which means that it helps to thin mucus. And that's the challenge in terms of 
these infectious agents in terms of the ones that target the lungs is that we can have basically like a, a gumming up of the of an, an increase in the mucus of the lungs and then when we have that increase in those proteins and that stickiness of the the lung tissue then it makes it really tough for those lungs to be able to expel any of that infectious agents and then we just end up with a lot of inflammation in the lungs and a lot of damage to those lungs and that can cause a huge amount of problems because then we're not getting proper oxygen in and we can't use those lung tissues as well so what the NAC helps to do is it helps to thin that mucus so that we can have proper proper mucus moving out of our system. So the NAC doesn't necessarily help to affect that immune system. What it's actually doing is it's actually just helping to support the lung function, which can be very important. So we wanna make sure that, especially if you have a history of weak lungs, so whether you have a history of bronchitis or you have a history of pneumonia, or you've had asthma, or you're a smoker, or you vape, this would actually contribute to a weakness of the lungs. So you wanna make sure that um, NAC is added in, um, and speak with your healthcare professional before you do that, but this would be something that would actually help to support lungs. So the NAC and vitamin C actually work quite well in terms of glutathione. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about glutathione because glutathione's also on my list. And what the NAC helps do is it's a precursor to the glutathione. So it helps to give, it's one of the building blocks that helps us to manufacture glutathione within our body. And then what the vitamin C helps to do is it actually helps us to recycle that glutathione. So I'll go into glutathione and glutathione is really needed in terms of proper detoxification. But also when our body is fighting an infection, then we will go through glutathione a lot quicker. And also if we have a high toxic load in our system, we'll also go through that glutathione quicker. So we always wanna make sure that we have ample amounts of glutathione on board in order for our body to properly detoxify. So we wanna make sure that we have enough glutathione because what's shown is that if you actually have low amounts of glutathione, then again, you're more susceptible to having problems when you have infections. So we wanna make sure that our glutathione levels are sufficient. Now, the oral types of glutathione are the S-acetyl glutathione or the liposomal glutathione. Those are the best absorbed orally glutathione. And then we also offer um, IV glutathione, but at this point in time, it makes it a bit more challenging to get in for those glutathione um, injections. So I suggest um, ramping up in terms of doing it orally. Now there's another supplement that we will frequently use in the practice called quercetin. And what quercetin helps to do is it actually helps to decrease the inflammation in our systems. 
But what it's also showing in terms of viruses is it helps to decrease the viral replication. So that's one of the benefits of quercetin in terms of viruses is decreasing that replication. So preventatively, we don't need to be taking high amounts of quercetin, but if we do get this infection or any kind of viral infection, then the quercetin can be very beneficial in terms of decreasing that replication of the virus. Now, the last one, number seven, of, in terms of my recommendations, is something called lorisetin. And lorisetin is an extract from coconut. And what it is, is it's actually the monolaurin. And this part is, of the coconut is actually has antifungal properties. So I will use, frequently use it in practice to help decrease the overgrowths of fungus, typically in the gut. But what the monolaurin is able to do is that it's able to also break down the fatty envelope of virus. So this can actually be um, very effective in terms of balancing that gut flora, which of, of course will help with better immune function, but that monolaurin will also help to break down the, the fatty envelope of virus potentially. Um, again, no studies on it, but because it can break down fats, there's the possibility that it would be able to break down that fatty envelope. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like it, share it with your friends and family, make a comment below, help us spread the word of creating health. You've been listening to Building Health with Dr. Melina Roberts. Continue to learn, grow, and build health.